Unk by Edward K. Brown II. Knock, knock. Who's there? I don't know. Why don't you get up off your fat ass and answer the door? That was Unk and Selma's decorum when guests visited. Cliff, their nephew and godson, stood on the enclosed porch staring through the window to across the street at the houses, wondering what life would be like in the neighborhood of Holmesburg. The only two things he knew about Holmesburg was that there was a prison approximately a mile away and that his cousin, Little Unk, was killed nearby the prison, a death Cliff was too young to understand. As he stared out the window, he awaited his sentence, life or death. Cliff knew who was at the door. This boy was born with a plastic spoon in his mouth, yelled Unk, and chuckled in his garbled manner. Shut up, you decrepit old man, replied Selma from the kitchen. Selma prided herself for being able to see well, hear well, and move well. Her husband, a WW2 veteran, had trouble with most of his motor skills. Your unk is in there sitting on his fat ass again. That's all he does. Your son's in there, too. As you already know, he's done something wrong, but I won't go into it. That boy was born with a plastic spoon in his mouth. Gargle goo. <laughs> hey, Selma, who's at the door? Selma poked her head out the kitchen. Shit, she said as her head disappeared back into the kitchen. Hi, Unk sounded a meek voice. Shit, replied Unk. Do you know what that boy did? Cliff stared so firmly out the window, trying to forget that he went temporarily blind. Your middle-class ass of a son busted our television, complained Unk and Selma in unison. Cliff's mother, Snooty, a nickname given to her when she decided to go to college, came into the living room walked around the Pekingese dog named Sue, who was lying in the middle of the floor, and sat on the clear, plastic-covered couch. Snooty was pleased to hear that no new tragedy caused by her son happened. Selma explained angrily. First, he pulled out the knob. Then he tried to cover up himself by putting the knob back, but when he did, it got all jammed up in there. Now I have to unplug the TV to turn it off, Plug the damn thing in to turn it on. Hell if I'm going to call a repairman to fix something as dumb as a knob. I had estimated it at $50. Damn little Unk is never that stupid. Unk, taking the time to think, said, Hey Snooty, why was this boy born with a plastic spoon in his mouth? Plastic doesn't fix anything, especially not my TV. I bet you even have a dentist who fills his cavities with plastic. Snooty looked over to the porch as she frowned and tugged on her ear nervously. She had heard this before, six months ago, when the calamity happened, and she knew that this was not going to be the last time. Turning to Unk, Snooty joked, I always recycle my plastic wear. I even sew his clothes. Cliff's mother always tried to mend her son's pain with a pair of plaid mauve pants. Hey, you back there, go get me a piece of candy from the dish in the dining room 
and one for yourself, bellowed Unc. Cliff strode across the living room, waving hello to his mother. In passing, he stepped on Sue's tail. Yipe! Sue scurried into the kitchen with her tail between her legs. That boy! Come here, baby. Picking up Sue, Selma entered the living room and sat in the orange easy chair rocker. The dining room, with a full case of china on the room's left side, a dining table and chairs in the center, and a long bureau with the candy dish atop on the right side, was patterned with a petite floral wallpaper. A window, with a radiator beneath the pane, composed the far wall. Within the dining room was the kitchen entrance, which was a few feet from the archway to the living room. Decorated with the same wallpaper, the living room's interior design, from archway circling counterclockwise, began with a display case filled with hummels, figurines Rockwellian in nature. A small table with two chairs flowed along the wall stretching to the lamp with an automatic switch which clicked on as the hour on the wall clock above chimed six times. The television covered the remaining berth. A window-paned wall, which separated the porch from the living room, led to the stairway. Selma and Unk's personal chairs for viewing television rest before the wall. Crossword puzzle books and a TV guide lie on the table between the two chairs. Unk sat there with his hands interlocked on his belly. A mirror hung the width of the third wall with Snooty sitting on the sofa, tugging her ear, talking nonsense to clear the air. A coffee table with various suitable magazines spread across stood before the couch. Selma sat in the easy rocker, which was perpendicular to the couch. She reached down beneath the cushion, pulled out a dog brush, and proceeded brushing the fur balls out of the Pekingese's tail. Cliff entered and tossed Unc the candy. The candy bounced off Unc's belly onto the floor. Now you know he can barely see without his glasses, chided Selma. Snooty, something is wrong with that boy. Hey, Unc! What? Cliff, pick that candy up and hand it to that damn blind-ass diabetic. Now how he drives a car, I'll never know. And with his back, we sure do know he can barely do a damn thing. My hands still smell of liniment. Hey, Yunk! What? Cliff picked the candy off the oriental rug, handed it to Unk, and sat in his aunt's chair. Sitting there bored, he began to ponder what sex would be like. Cliff wanted to go home. But the local news continued to drag on, as did the women's conversation, as he heard the quarter-hour chime. He unwrapped his candy slowly and tucked a piece in his mouth and smiled. Saliva burst throughout. His tongue wriggled with delight. Closing his eyes, Cliff sunk into the chair, emoting. Unk, enjoying his treat, rolled the candy around in his mouth so quickly that the clicking was beginning to irritate Selma. 
His eyes gleamed as he adjusted his hands to grasp the arms of the chair and sunk into his seat. Meanwhile, the ladies chatted, ignoring the two men in their innocent saccharinity. Well, it's time we started heading home. And not too soon. When are you coming back? We'll see. Cliff, get ready to go. He and Unc were too involved. Cliff was finally beginning to enjoy himself in this moment of sweet ecstasy. Unc straightened in his chair and looked at Cliff, wondering if they were missing out on something. The deprived duo was silent in their exchange as Cliff walked over to Selma and kissed her cheek. Sue snapped at him. He waved to Unc and proceeded through the kitchen towards the door. His mother was close in following. Good night. While in the car, Cliff listened to his mother's berating. He regretted ever fiddling with the television. But what was he supposed to do? He tried to calm his mother down, but he had to keep his eyes on the road while she whacked him over the head with her hand. Which it drit? Articulate, she screamed while pressing hard on the brake pedal. Speak slowly and articulate, she continued whacking him. Ow! enunciated Cliff roundly and crisply. Once home, Snooty, waiting for the rest of the family to come home for dinner, telephoned Selma to tell her about her harrowing day. Cliff ran to his room to watch the last of the cartoons. The national news came on, so he changed the channel with his father's needle-nosed pliers. <laughs>